What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, August 3rd. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Erin Ryan. And this is What a Day, where we're thankful for educators like Matt Damon's daughters who taught him not to be homophobic in the year 2021. Yeah, they saved him from a scolding statement from Elton John. Uh, and that is good. That's good for all sides. On today's show, there could be a do-over in the unionization vote at Amazon's warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama. Plus, Simone Biles says that she is ready to compete again at the Olympics. But first, summer of irrational exuberance, what hath you wrought? Mm. We're going to start with the pandemic and schools. That's because the Delta variant is absolutely burning through America's unvaccinated like an Oregon brush fire. And with kids and staff returning to classrooms as early as the end of this month, this year's back-to-school season is already shaping up to be confusing at best. Yeah, I am not envying any parents, teachers, students, college kids, anybody in the mix right now. No, I don't want to go anywhere near a school. <laughs> uh, it's a confusing time with conflicting rules and guidance coming from different entities and levels of government. The situation is a real obstacle course of butts. That's butt with one T. Okay, thank you. At the federal level, Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona said yesterday that students must be in classrooms this year and that schools should follow the CDC's recommendations and require masking for all students, teachers, visitors, and staff, regardless of vaccination status. But the recommendations aren't a mandate, which means that there's a bit of a slap fight going on. Mm. State departments of education are issuing their own guidance for schools. But local districts ultimately get to decide for themselves. But even those decisions are complicated by other factors. Like, for example, in Florida last week, Governor Ron DeSantis signed an executive order prohibiting schools from imposing mask mandates. Lord, and this is while Florida is being talked about everywhere as a major COVID hotspot. So why did he do that? Gideon, because he's a dick. Well, okay. um, Also because he wants attention, because he's probably trying to run for president in 2024. And that, there you go. that sucks, but that's where we're living. Similar no-mask mandate rules exist in places like South Carolina and Texas as well. The proliferation of the Delta variant has made all of this even more messy. We know that vaccinated people are almost overwhelmingly spared serious illness and death when or if they catch covid but vaccinated people can still test positive for COVID and spread it to unvaccinated people who can and do frequently get very sick or die from it. And as of right now, most school-age kids aren't vaccinated and those that are under 12 years old aren't even eligible for the vaccine yet. Yeah, and then the other part of this whole equation, what about teachers and staff here? Well, the best defense teachers and school staff have against the vaccine in places like South Carolina and Texas is to get themselves vaccinated and voluntarily wear a mask. But some teachers unions are pushing back against vaccine and mask mandates where they're not illegal. In New York, for example, the union New York State United Teachers pushed back against a vaccine mandate and mandatory testing for unvaccinated teachers. 
They want classrooms to be safe, but they don't want safety to be mandatory, I guess. I don't quite get it. I'm not sure I fully get it either. Uh, Then we're also seeing these struggles over mandates actually play out in various other workplaces. So what's happening there? Some workplaces are moving forward with vaccine and mask mandates for employees. But according to a New York Times analysis... Those workplaces are overwhelmingly white-collar, which means that as we move through this phase of the pandemic, blue-collar workers and warehouse workers aren't working in places with the same safety standards. And speaking of, Gideon, how was your return to the old studio and the Crooked Media offices? Uh, it was glorious, albeit brief, but yes. Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure it out over here, too. We were supposed to go back to recording Hysteria in person last week, but that got pushed to August 11th. Mm. And now with the Delta variant, I'm not sure what the powers that be will decide is best. Um, and it occurred to me the other day that I might go through an entire pregnancy without ever setting foot in the office where I do most of my work, which is quite a trip. Quite a trip. So that's where things stand when it comes to COVID and getting people back to classrooms and workplaces and more. Let's turn now to evictions. Over the weekend, the federal eviction moratorium lapsed. This was a rule issued by the CDC last September, and it prevented landlords from evicting tenants who weren't able to pay their monthly rent in full or at all because of the pandemic. We're going to go over how politicians let this play out. But first, Gideon... This could be a crisis that affects millions of people. How many are we talking about? Very, very many people. It is truly scary, every single statistic about it. So according to the Aspen Institute, more than 15 million people are residing in households owing as much as $20 with a B to landlords. And a survey from the Census Bureau in early July found that 3.6 million people said that they faced eviction in the next two months. There are other analyses that have found many of those places are concentrated in locations that are COVID hotspots. The federal moratorium protected many of those people from losing their homes for this extent of time that we've talked about. I should note that there are a number of states that have enacted their own local moratoriums, which continue to exist for now. That includes Illinois, Maryland, Hawaii, and California. So how did it come to this, and what have members of Congress said in response? Yeah, this has been months in the making, really, but it all came to a head after the House itself failed to pass an extension last Friday. Reportedly, there were some Democratic members that were accusing others of bowing to special interest groups and actually not wanting to pass it. And then some went even further. On Friday night, Congresswomen Cori Bush, Ilhan Omar, and Ayanna Presley slept outside the Capitol building to draw attention to the impending end of the moratorium. And Bush specifically told her colleagues not to leave for August recess without taking action on this, saying that she personally had been evicted multiple times in her life and had to live in a car with her children. Here is Bush speaking with CNN on Saturday about what she was fighting for. The House is at recess. People are on vacations. How are we on vacation when we have people, millions of people, who can be start to be evicted tonight? There are people who are already receiving and have received pay or vacate notices that will have them out on tomorrow. So people mm. are already in a position where they need help. Our most vulnerable, our most marginalized, those who are in need. How can we go vacation? No, we need to come back here. So I'm asking for our colleagues to come back. Yeah, and House members did end up leaving for a seven-week recess without resolving the issue. You know, Gideon, this is one of those events that reminds me exactly why Congress is so unpopular. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it's, like, less popular than some communicable diseases. Yep. Anyway, there's some criticism toward the White House, too, for letting the moratorium lapse. But the administration, in its defense, pointed to this Supreme Court ruling in June, in which the court left the moratorium in place. But in that ruling, Justice Brett Kavanaugh said that for the moratorium to be extended past July 31st, there would need to be congressional action 
So what has been the response to this recent pressure? A lot of finger pointing uh, over the last couple of days. So last Thursday, the White House said that Congress should take action. That, of course, is 48 hours before this is all supposed to end. But then after this frenzy of the past few days and the inability to pass anything, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other senior Democrats pointed back at the White House and told them to extend the moratorium at least until October 18th, citing the spread of Delta. And then yesterday, Gene Sperling, a White House advisor who is overseeing pandemic relief, said this. Given the rising urgency of the spread of the Delta variant, the president has asked all of us, including the CDC, to do everything in our power to look for every potential legal authority we can have to prevent uh, evictions. Yeah, and so the White House ultimately ended with a similar message to where they started, that they lacked the legal authority to order an extension. Congress and the White House did seem to wait until the last minute to try and extend the moratorium. And mm-hmm. for weeks, they both knew about the increasing dangers of Delta and that they presumably lacked legal authority to unilaterally extend it. So is there any immediate relief for people who might be getting that eviction notice? Yeah, uh, there's efforts, right? Uh, Biden had asked the CDC this past weekend to target an extension of the moratorium in areas of the country experiencing COVID surges. That's according to a statement by White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. That did not happen as we go to record, and all I've seen is that repeated line about legal authority. Uh, Plus, the White House is focusing on states and cities to disperse rental aid. It did lay some blame on them for the fact that so little federal money intended for renters has actually been given out. Per the New York Times, there was about $47 billion in a rental assistance program that was allocated by Congress for this exact thing, effectively to help with rent costs. And something like $3 billion of that has been given out so far. So a tiny, tiny, yeah, it's absolutely insane. And today, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is expected to tell House Democrats more about this distribution of money and what all is going on there. Then one last thing the White House is trying, they are reportedly wanting to press state and local governments to introduce or extend their own bans. So we're going to keep following this important story throughout the week, and we want to include your voices in it as well. If you're behind on rent or facing eviction, send us a DM on Twitter or Insta with your story for a chance for it to be featured on the show. More on that soon, but that is the latest for now. It's Tuesday, Watt Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we are talking about how to connect and meet with people who share your same selfish disregard for the rest of humanity. Unjected, a dating and friendship app for people who are unvaccinated, that's a real thing, was removed from Apple's App Store this weekend. The app remains on Google's Play Store, but has previously had to remove posts to comply with misinformation policies, including ones that refer to, quote, nanotechnology microchips used to connect people to 5G. In addition to helping antibody-free Americans link up and talk, the app includes a directory of, quote, unvaxxed friendly businesses. Unjected has been downloaded 18,000 times, but it's not known whether it has facilitated its first wedding slash super spreader event. So, Aaron, what is your reaction to this app? 
You know what? I feel like the makers of Unjected could really cash in if they turned around now and offered that 18,000 person database for sale <laughs> to the general public. Because I would purchase it. I, I want to know where these unvax friendly businesses are so I can avoid them. Where these unvax people who only want to intermingle germs with each other, I want to know who they are and, and where they live so I can avoid them and have nothing to do with them. Yeah, I think that there's a future for Unjected, an app, but just maybe not in dating, just in avoiding. Gideon, what do you think? I Yeah, I completely agree. Like, this is a situation in which um, there, you know, it should be something within the app that is, like, directing people to where they should get vaccinated. Perhaps, like, there is some government employee who gets on here and is pretending that they might be a person who is genuinely unjected, as it were, Ooh. and they start leading people to the right resources. They suggest like a meetup for a lovely coffee, and in fact, it is a vaccination site, and all's well <laughs> that ends well. Uh, just a suggestion. <laughs> so you think like entrapment like the FBI does, but for public health. Yeah, I am so not yeah. endorsing uh, an act as this. I think there's probably lots of legal issues involved with it, but it seems like the best possible yes. usage of this kind of a resource. It would make a good Looney Tune, at the very least, that exact plot. I completely agree. Um, let's meet up. We'll have a drink. Uh, I promise that this tunnel is actually leading to more people who are injected, and you won't, in fact, run into it and flatten yourself like a cartoon. <laughs> that is my singular promise to you. But just like that, we have checked our temps. If you are on this app, you know, consider getting vaccinated or perhaps meeting somebody who would tell you to, but we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. A National Labor Relations Board hearing officer recommended that the Amazon workers at a warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama, hold a new union election. Mm -hmm. Just this April, workers at the facility voted not to unionize with the retail, wholesale, and department store union by a huge margin. But those results were contested by the union and others who accuse Amazon of illegally influencing the vote through intimidation and more. A statement from the union said the board heard compelling evidence revealing how Amazon interfered in the vote, which is why they suggest the workers redo the election. This statement is just the first step in making the election happen. Now a regional director will have to issue an actual decision regarding the case, and that could take a couple of weeks. Wow. Do not mess with professional organizers. Nope. They will out-organize you. Extreme flooding in central China several weeks ago has now resulted in a death toll of 302, with at least 50 people still missing. This is a dramatic increase from the previously reported number of 99 last week. But it's unsurprising because Chinese authorities have historically lagged when issuing disaster death tolls and sometimes underreport the totals to mute public criticism of prevention and rescue efforts. Most of the deaths were caused by drowning in basements, subway tunnels, and collapsed structures, and the state council said it would launch an investigation to improve flood management and take action against anyone who did not do their jobs. The floods came after the heaviest rainfall on record, which authorities described as a, quote, one in 1,000 years event, although in our new warm globe, we have a one in 1,000 years event seemingly every three to four weeks. Yeah, yikes. Okay. Let's check on the Olympics. Simone Biles is back, and she's set to compete in today's gymnastics event finals. It marks her return to the competition after previously withdrawing to focus on her mental health. Biles and recently minted gold medalist Suni Lee will represent Team USA in the balance beam finals. Uh, Count me out. That looks terrifying. Mm -hmm. Weightlifter Laurel Hubbard made history yesterday as the first openly trans athlete to compete in an individual event at the Olympics. She ended up not reaching the final round of lifting, but she thanked the IOC for supporting her participation in the games. Lastly, British diver and gold medalist Tom Daly made waves this past weekend when he was pictured knitting in the stands while attending multiple events. Hmm. Obviously, this behavior is endearing until we discover he's making super ineffective COVID masks to sell online. (laughs) No. Man, this... Me saying that sentence is going to will it into the universe. Daly mm-hmm. says knitting is his way of staying calm. And if you want to see his work, his knitstagram is at Made With Love by Tom Daly. I just checked it out and it is really wholesome. Yeah. It is extremely wholesome. I saw him in a beautiful sweater and I want it. I want it now. It's fine. 
Uh, you can't do anything about it, Tom. Okay, uh, the social media site that set out to build a safe space for vaccine misinformation accidentally built a safe space for ISIS. Wah-wah. Yeah, uh, Trump-adjacent Twitter clone Getter is reportedly full of terrorist propaganda thanks in part to the site's loose content moderation policies. Getter was launched by Trump's former spokesman, Jason Miller, last month with a stated goal of, quote, defending free speech and, quote, fighting cancel culture. Since, you know, none of the other tech companies were brave enough to become chat rooms for militant white supremacists. The first wave of non-MAGA posters on the site mostly wreaked havoc by sharing not-safe-for-work pictures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Amazing. Uh, But according to Politico, things have since taken a darker turn, with at least 250 accounts by ISIS sympathizers sharing violent material like beheadings and photoshops of Trump being executed. Miller said in a statement on Getter that ISIS hates Trump because he, quote, wiped them off the face of the earth. They're getting back at him by using his website for the exact thing that it says it's for. Okay, question, Gideon. Uh, Mm -hmm. ISIS hates Trump and is posting online because (laughs) Trump wiped them off the face of the earth. If they are wiped off the face of the earth, from where are they posting? Good cue. Where is the posting coming from? Come on, Jason. I mean, I knew he wasn't any sort of Mensa threat, but he (laughs) he is just dumber than a Lego head. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go. Each week on America Dissected, former Detroit Health Commissioner Dr. Abdul El-Sayed talks to the doctors and policy leaders who are working to protect us against society's biggest threats. And on the latest episode of America Dissected, Abdul is joined by climate policy director at the Roosevelt Institute and author of the Green New Deal, Rihanna Gunwright. For more conversations like this, listen and subscribe to America Dissected wherever you get your podcasts. There are new episodes every Tuesday. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, deactivate your account on Getter, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just safe for work Sonic the Hedgehog fanfics like me, <laughs> what would that even look like or read like? I don't know. What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Aaron Ryan. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and put, put your on your clothes, clothes on, on, Sonic. Sonic. At least your shoes. You know, you got to run no, at some point. No, that makes point. it more obscene to me. Like, if an animal is, like, fully not wearing clothes, it's like, oh, it's like a dog. Dogs walk around naked all the time. But if I see a cartoon wearing only shoes, I'm like, oh, they could be wearing clothes. Right. But they're nude. <laughs> what a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers, and Kelly Sadakun is our intern. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. I'm Jessica Reeves, and I've been analyzing and reporting on extremism for the last 10 years, and I have the gray hair to prove it. Subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, for an always eye-opening look inside the daily work of exposing, fighting, and disrupting all facets of extremism. My co-host, Oren Siegel, and I explore this ever-changing landscape and bring you stories of people and places impacted by extremism, those who fight to protect our communities, and those who offer new perspectives. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.